Welcome to Faith Lessons. My name is Dr. Douglas Petrovich, Professor of Biblical History and Exegesis at the Bible Seminary, and this is the Book of Leviticus. Let's talk about the authorship of the book first because that's really important for the entire book. Moses is the author, and in our podcast from Genesis and Exodus, we spoke about the reasons why Moses would be the author of the first five books of the Bible. Well, there's something we can add about Leviticus and the authorship. Again, Moses doesn't come out and say, I am the author of this book, as Paul, for example, would start his letters often by saying, I, the Apostle Paul. Moses doesn't do that. While he was standing inside the newly completed tabernacle, which, of course, we read about at the end of the book of Exodus, he received the detailed laws of Leviticus that relate to the sacrifices, to the priesthood, and to the festivals. In fact, Leviticus 1.1 reads like this. It says, Then he who is called to Moses and spoke to him from the tent of meeting. This term probably represents the part of the tabernacle where God communicated with Moses. So that is the significance of the tent of meeting. It's the place where they would speak together. Well, this symbiotic relationship between them as they met at this place called the tent of meeting within the tabernacle strongly suggests to us not only that Moses was intricately connected to the tabernacle's construction, but that he authored the book that detailed the instructions for its use that he received while standing inside of the tabernacle. So even if there's no indication in the book where Moses comes out and says, I am the author, everything in the book is screaming out at the uh, reader to suggest that Moses was the person behind the writing of the book. So already we see this relationship between the two. We see where they meet, that it's at this tent of meeting within the tabernacle. The holy place. This is where God dwelled. He physically localized himself. Well, who are the key figures in this book? We've already met two, God and Moses. Then there's Moses' brother Aaron, and of course Aaron is the first high priest that we read about in the Bible. Then there are Aaron's two oldest sons, Nahab and Abihu. And of course, we read about in the book of Leviticus, this terrible incident that takes place where his sons, Nadab and Abihu, they offer this strange fire. When they're supposed to have normal fire with a sacrifice before the Lord to offer some some type of offering, whether it's a lamb or some other type of offering, it was of course to be consumed by fire and they had, you know, the priests had to light these fires. Well, somehow Nadab and Abihu lit this fire in such a way that it created a strange fire, an abnormal fire, fire that wasn't supposed to be that way. We don't really know what this was, whether it was something like fireworks or whether it was um, something on the altar that was being burnt um, for incense or for some other purpose, but whatever it was, it made God very angry. A basic outline of the book would show us that there are two halves, if you will, two two sections of the book of Leviticus. The first one is divided into the first 10 chapters, 1 through 10, and that's Israel's sacrificial system as the way to God. And of course, that's how God designed it. The way that his people would relate to him was through sacrifice. Um, Not just relate to him, but appease his holy and righteous anger against sin, the sin of the people, 
by presenting different kinds of offerings that would kind of quell the storm, if you will, keep God's anger from brewing against them. Then the second half of the book, from chapter 11 through chapter 27, can be summarized as Israel's walk with God in fellowship. So as a result of their sacrificial system that brought them to God, then they were to walk in their lives with God in intimate fellowship. And of course, for there to be intimate fellowship, you have to be in right relationship with one another. And the way to become in right relationship, number one, is to have your heart ready and prepared. And, uh, and number two is to follow the instructions that God gave for how you were to appease his wrath. And again, that's through the sacrificial system. So those are two the, the two halves of the book. What prompted uh, Moses to write the book of Leviticus? Well, I think it's maybe summarized best by saying that Moses wanted to detail God's sacrificial system for priestly observance and he wanted to instruct Israel how to walk with God in proper relationship so that the chosen nation or the chosen people could fellowship with God in a truly meaningful way. And then there's the theme of the book. We need to mention the theme. The book of Leviticus essentially teaches that the way to God is through this sacrificial system and that one must be holy to walk with God. After all, it says in Leviticus 11.44, it's God speaking and he says, Be holy. For I am holy. The book had special relevance to the Levitical priests, giving them a manual by which they were to guide the people of Israel. So the priests were the conduits. They were the ones to serve the people by bringing them to God. The book of Leviticus essentially writes the manual for them. So that's a beautiful picture. God cared enough about his people, his covenant chosen people, that he wanted them to be righteous as he is righteous. When we hear or we read in the Bible somewhere the commands that Jesus gives, we need to follow them. Jesus said in John 14, 21, that whoever has and keeps his commandments is the one who loves Jesus. So if I profess to be a Christian, and I ignore the commands of Jesus, or I selectively choose commands that I don't want to follow, then I have to ask myself a serious question. Am I truly a disciple of Jesus Christ? Because the true disciple, the true follower of Jesus, is marked by the person who follows his word, who keeps his commandments. If I am, then I truly am a follower Jesus. If I'm not, then I need to ask myself the hard questions. Maybe I made a commitment to Jesus. Maybe I am involved in a church. Maybe I'm a member. Maybe I serve in an important role in the church. All oh, that's great and wonderful, but if I'm not following the commands of Jesus, do I really belong to Him? Thanks for listening. Stay connected at thebibleseminary.edu and subscribe to this podcast.